This is SAFM Viewpoint. I'm standing in for Song Ezoma back there this evening. And uh, <laughs> our producers are quite mischievous, I must say. So our next guest on Health on Monday is Dr. Charlotte Ingram. And the song that we've just played is by Prince KB featuring Lady Zima and it's called Charlotte. I don't know if this is it's just a coincidence <laughs> or it was intentional. That's cute, though. That's cute, Lisa. Oh, that's cute. Okay, let's get into more serious stuff now. So today we turn our attention to bone marrow transplants, and we often have conversations about organ donations and blood donations, but we seldom look at the bone marrow. Do we know all there is to know about it, and do we understand what a person who needs a transport a transplant actually needs? You know, and uh, to speak to us about this is Dr. Charlotte Ingram. Medical Director of the SA Bone Marrow Registry. Dr. Ingram, a very good evening. Good evening to you and good evening to Nomza as well. And thank you for having us on the call. Um, I didn't know I had a song of my you. name. So they need to speak to <laughs> Charlotte. Fortunately, and we speak. I'm looking forward to your questions. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you for making the time for us this evening. So the first question that I want to ask you is, what is a bone marrow and what, what is its function? So the bone marrow is really the factory of your blood cells. And as you know, we can't survive without our blood cells because Mm. the red cells will carry your oxygen and that's your hemoglobin level. So when they tell you you're anemic, it means you haven't got enough red cells to carry oxygen. And then the white cells are there to fight infection, which in these times and COVID times and whatever times you're dealing with are extremely important. And then there are platelets, which stop you from bleeding. And all those little cells are made by one very special cell called a stem cell, which is housed in the bone marrow. And we have those cells in our bone marrow. But if something goes wrong in your bone marrow, well, now you've got to deal with that. Mm. And and, and what are some of the diseases or problems that could compromise the, the functioning of our bone marrows? So... Many and the most of them we see are, are cancer, and that is your, what we would often refer to as a leukemia, where the white cells go out of control and become malignant, and they take over the whole of the bone marrow. And so that's the one cause, but there are other causes sorry, as doctor, well sorry, doctor where Ingram. the marrow just can't function and can't make new cells, and then... SMS SAFM now on 41391. Hashtag SAFM Viewpoint. Dr. Charlotte Ingram joins us and she's from the SA Bone Marrow Registry. Sorry we got cut there. Um, We've got a system and when we need to pay bills at quarter past one, it goes off at quarter past one or whatever time has been said, doctor. So I was asking you about some of the diseases or problems that uh, could compromise the functioning of our bone marrows. Okay, so I'm not sure whether anybody heard, but 
Yes, so so some of the malignancies would be cancer and those would be called the leukemias where the white blood cells actually take over and they become malignant and they destroy the whole of the bone marrow and then we have to take measures to counteract that. Other causes would be where the bone marrow isn't functioning anymore so then we get things like aplastic anemia, Fanconi's anemia that people may have heard of or where the immune system cells, the white cells are no longer functioning. And then we get things like what's called skid, where people have congenital disorders that they're born with, where we can, with bone marrow transplant, replace those cells Mm. and give them a new lease on life. Yeah. Is it in all um, situations or in all diseases where a a, a bone marrow can can actually work? Bone marrow transplant, rather. Yeah, there are obviously other treatments, Mm -hmm. but sometimes the only final treatment will be a bone marrow transplant. So sometimes it's chemotherapy, sometimes it's antibiotics, sometimes mm-hmm. there's a lot of things we do to try and keep those patients alive. But at the end of the day, many of them may need a bone marrow transplant. Mm. And and who's who's eligible to, to donate their bone marrow? So that's the exciting part is that mm. just recently we included our 16 to 18 year olds, yes. which were always allowed to be blood donors. And in fact, the the law in our country covers them to be bone marrow transplant donors as well. But what we call stem cells, because remember I mentioned the stem cell that can make all those cells. So we can actually collect those stem cells if we stimulate the marrow in the peripheral blood, similar to how we would do a blood donation that you would do. Mm -hmm. We do it as a stem cell donation, but we would do it similar, more similar to how we would collect platelets, which means we put you on a machine with a peripheral line or what we would say a line in your vein Mm -hmm. that will collect the stem cells. And it takes about four to five hours. And then we collect them in a bag and just like blood. Mm -hmm. And then we can take that to the patient and give them that. So it's not about us drilling into your bones or anything like that. That's just sometimes we do that if we can't have another way to do it. But mostly now, I think we've only done three bone marrow transplants in South Africa collecting bone marrow per se on patients, well, on donors for patients. Mostly we just collect the peripheral blood stem cells. And who qualifies, doctor? So anybody now Mm -hmm. between the ages of 16 and 45, and if you're healthy, we obviously don't want to put anybody at risk, Mm. not at all. We we want to make sure you're healthy, you don't have any general medical conditions, and if people go onto our website, they will see the conditions that would exclude them from becoming a donor. And how's the situation in South Africa in terms of people needing uh, bone marrow, um, you know, donors? Is there a long waiting list? There is a long waiting list. And it's also a difficult waiting list because there are, so you can have a brother or a sister that matches you Mm -hmm. and then they can collect the stem cells from them. But 
only 30%, well, it's actually one in 25 people of the one in 100,000 that may need a donor that can get a match from Mm. their family. The other 75% are actually completely reliant on a matched unrelated donor, which is exactly what our registry is made up of. Now, Doctor, I'm going to ask probably what would seem like a stupid questions. Most of the time when somebody dies, you know, they can write in their will or whatever that or, or register to um, donate, you know, their, their organs, their heart or whatever. Is, is, can there be a similar case when it comes to bone marrows? No. Okay. No, we need live cells. Uh-huh. So the donors... It's, it's fantastic that those donors are donating their organs, but remember those are donors that have already demised. We need live cells that's got to come. It's, it's a gift you can give while you are alive and still appreciate that you've helped somebody mm-hmm. because we need the cells to be alive to mm-hmm. save this person. And I, I can give our website address if I'm allowed to. Please do. Um, because people can go there and check out, you know, what what is a good medical, what we consider to be medical exclusions, and then also, you know, why how you can become a donor. Okay, please give through the, the information, Doc. It's www.sabmr.co.za. Now, um, for somebody who wants to donate their bone marrow, are there any um, dangers associated with that, or is it just a a safe procedure? Similar to blood transfusion, it is actually, well, blood, you know, donation, it is actually a fairly safe procedure. We obviously make sure we don't include anybody as a donor that may be at risk. Mm. And that's why we have exclusion criteria. There's always a small risk, and those can happen. But we do. We actually bring the the donor once they've become a donor. Only if they are match, which is a one in a hundred thousand chance, will we contact them. Mm. If we contact them, we will go through a procedure to make sure that they're okay. We will even do a medical examination on them to make sure they're safe. And then only will we do the collection. Mm. And like, there's never a null risk with any procedure we do, with anything we do. We know this. But we do try and minimize the risk as best we can. Absolutely. Doc, after the break, I would like to ask you just a bit about your organization, the South African uh, Bone Marrow Registry. Oh, you're more than welcome. All right. The Viewpoint, weekdays, 8 to 10 p.m. on SAFM. We have a couple of minutes left and uh, we are in conversation with Dr. Charlotte Ingram and she is from the South African Bone Marrow Registry, of course, today talking about bone marrow health. And uh, if you have any questions for her, do send in your voice notes or SMSs. And um, doctor, I understand that your organization has been there for quite some time. Tell us about why it was established and the work that you do. So it 
It was established because there was obviously a need to find matched unrelated donors. As I mentioned, only about 25% of people will have a matched related donor in their family. Mm. The rest of people in need of bone marrow transplant need to actually find a matched unrelated donor. You need to match your your tissue type, which is the testing we do when we, we recruit donors, um, which is a rather expensive test. It costs us over 2,000 random for a test to do on a donor, but it does match you. And if we don't match you on your tissue type, you will, the patient will reject the bone marrow. Or if we transplant them with an unmatched um, donor, they may reject that donor as well. So it, you know, it's it's a problem that you have to have a 10 out of 10 match. So that was the main reason. And then we came up with starting a registry of volunteer donors where we had their tissue typing already to be able to match them to a patient in need of a bone marrow transplant. And that was started in 1991, believe it or not. So next year, we will celebrate 30 years of the South African bone marrow transplant registry being in operation that's awesome we have one message that has come through uh, from one of our listeners and it says i once went through an article that said a certain family had a child that needed a bone marrow transplant that and there was no donor so the family decided to have another child so that they can strip a bone marrow from the second child is that allowed in south africa well that is a whole ethical issue, unfortunately, <laughs> I can't get into on this call. But what I would say is that article was probably correct. As I said, there's only a one in a hundred thousand rand, you might, hundred thousand, should I say, you would find a match. So the family were probably quite desperate. Um mm. And and they may go to those sorts of means. It's not a recommended thing because, again, even that child they have might only have a one in twenty five chance of being a match for the for the relative. So it's it's a genetic chance you take. Mm. And I know um, you've touched on this and you've referred people to a website in terms of um, the people that do qualify to donate. But um, so one of our listeners is actually asking, can patients with comorbidities such as a heart disease donate bone marrow? And that's from Gantra. We would not recommend it. If they've got a serious heart disease, I wouldn't recommend it because... In the collection, we we could do them some harm. And we really, the one thing we do at the registries, we maintain the safety of our donors. So anybody who becomes a donor needs to know that we're looking after you and we're going to make sure you're safe. Mm-hmm. And if there's any reason we're worried about you, we're not going to recommend that you become a donor. Mm. And finally, Doc, is there anything that we can do in terms of lifestyle choices or anything to ensure that we have healthy bone marrows that function well? Well, you know, there's the normal nutritional diet. I mean, we see iron deficiency all the time in, in vegans mm-hmm. or people that have had several pregnancies. So to make sure you get enough iron supplements in your diet, enough folic acid, all those normal 
things are included in a normal healthy diet. So it's all about maintaining a normal healthy diet. Mm, 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 mm. Thank you. And a healthy lifestyle. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Doc, thank you so much for joining us this evening and for enlightening us about uh, this matter. And thank you. And I must also just put a little call out that Mm -hmm. we need bone marrow donors, but I think we still need blood transfusion donors at the moment. And as you know, with all the COVID and everything else that's going on and it's Christmas holidays, so people aren't coming forward to donate blood. We need blood as well. All right. And uh, just uh, reminding our listeners about that website, www.sabmr.co.za. Dr. Charlotte Ingram, thank you so much for joining us. And thank you, Nomza. And thank you to all your listeners for listening so late in the evening. It's an absolute pleasure.